get Oklahoma archery, everything archery based out of Oklahoma for Oklahoma. Let's get it started. Welcome, everybody. We're at another Oklahoma Archery Podcast. I'm David Bosca. I'm Neil Cooley. And we're waiting on a guest to come in. Chris Sanders will be joining us here after a little bit. He's running a little bit late, um, but I wouldn't call it late. The man's a working man, and he is, we could almost call this an, uh, uh, an archer spotlight for him. Let's do that. Before he gets here, we're, we won't put him on the spot, but Hey, y'all, just before we came on, Neil and I was talking and we decided we better take this to the recording because we're, we're talking some techie crap here. Not real sure what all it'll entail, but we were talking about a different way that I'm I'm working my equipment to help it hold still. And I've got a Bowtech and I'm slowly working my holding weight up from I'm about 13, 13 and a half pounds and by in 40, 45 days, I want to be closer to 15 pounds. And I was explaining to Neil on this Bowtech, you just move an inner module with this new Gen 2 and it doesn't change your draw length. It doesn't change anything um, other than the holding weight. And Neil, explain to me how the, what the Hoyts were doing. That's what you was just fixing to talk about. On the new cam, there's a 75, a 70, and a 65% let off. And it just, it's a swap on the very end of the draw stop. And I've heard some people, you know, depending on your level of, of shooting, you know, how, how good you are, how clean you're breaking. Some people are getting away with not tuning different um, arrows, just basically how the arrow spine reacts in between those different positions. And some people will say, you got to start all the way over when you switch that let off percentage. So Dave was talking about as the season goes along in regards to strength and stamina, he's wanting to basically gradually increase his holding weight and see how it affects his scores, see how it affects the bow, how the shots are breaking when he does that. And I'm sitting here thinking about, well, if I tried that, I might have to start, you know, tune it, tune it once and tune it twice and tune it three times. And we might, we might be opening up a can of worms that I'm not really willing to get into at this point, but um, between the different cams I've shot on, you know, several years of Hoyts now, even back to the spiral cams that didn't have adjustable let off per se, the, they would have a, um, on the SVX, they would have a, a soft and a hard wall. And you remember that pink bow that I had um, earlier in the year that I was trying to tune with yeah. some, uh, 400 spine black eagle carnivores with a 130 in the nose i was finally you know i wasn't having good luck making the bow sit really still so i think went to the i think it was on soft and i went to the i went to the hard setting and the bow did hold a little better but it did some strange things through paper where it had not been doing that previously so just another you know, just another kind of thing you figure out as you go along. So interesting when you get, when you get to tuning, it's like, how much am I, how much am I increasing my scores and how much am I, you know, searching for something that's not there? Yeah. And I think it ultimately, just like I was telling a, uh, a young guy yesterday shooting, man, just get, get on the line. Just stay here. This is where you, you're going to pick up more than he was hen pecking his form. Oh, am I a little high there? Am I a little high? I said, dude, I said, there's nothing that will not, that can't be fixed by just getting up here and start shooting. 
forget about everything else and just start shooting. Get time mm -hmm. on the line. You'll learn more, more about yourself than anything else. So yeah, as, as time goes and, and I'm going to just slowly keep tweaking this, I'm thinking just a little bit, maybe a half every other day, three days. I'm not sure how I'm going to go about it, but um, I increased from my original holding with this, which was nine pounds to the 13 all at once. I did that all at once. And that was 30, maybe 40 days ago, a little over a month. And I just went right to it. And I didn't have, I, I had problems at first. Absolutely. I, I'm old, man. I, I, I felt it at first, but so, but I'm wanting to get up a little more because I, I, I smell or I see, I know what this did and I, I know there's more out there. So I'm, I'm definitely going to pick it up because I feel like I'm shooting good. I just want to, I just want to be just that much more crisper, if that makes sense as it's releasing. You want the shot. You, yeah. No, you want the, you want the shots to, to go off. You want it to, it's like, it's like when you're teaching your dog a trick, it's got to sit, it's got to stay and it's got to roll over. You know, it's got to be all three of them to hit the middle. So what is a good, what's a good mentality or a mindset to get in when we're talking about just starting out, you know, well, just to recap everybody, you know, we just had our, our last outdoor tournament of the year. So it's officially, officially indoor season, indoor not just because it's, it's, yeah. it's raining outside now. It's really indoor season. It's Dave's time to shine. He's been waiting all year for it, but he really hasn't been waiting all year for it because he's been shooting indoor all year. So get, getting back to my point before I ramble off down, down a rabbit hole, what is a good way to evaluate if, you know, somebody just starting out that hasn't shot indoor how do you know when you're just getting better and how do you know when the tune is working for you? How do you know when you're getting better and how do you know when the tune, or, or if it is the tune that's getting better? Yeah. Yeah. Without uh, going back and forth between each tune, you know, to yeah, like a test group. If you didn't pen have paper. pen and paper, pen and paper, I think you got to take notes on everything and you got to measure your groups um, left and right, up and down. Um, yep. Then, if you change, then measure it. I mean, we're talking indoors being 20 yards, uh, quarter inch and eighth of an inch is a big difference. Okay. Um, and if you're just starting, if you want to say measure just the yellow, how many's in the yellow, how many's outside the yellow, how many's halfway just within the yellow, check that. Is it up and down, left and right? Because to me, left and right is a form issue. If it's not a form issue, it's arrows. Um, so most of the time, left and right is form issues. Up and down, yes, it can be form issues, but up and down is generally tune um, on a compound bow. So what I've done the last couple of years is every time I'll go shoot indoor, and if it's a bad day, I throw that one away. I throw that out pretty quick. Um, what I'll do is I'll take a picture of my of my score. I just write, I, I usually don't, if I don't need to write a, if I don't need to waste a scorecard, I don't, but I will um, take a picture of the target face as well as the actual end by end score. So I can see, okay, was I just hanging a little bit 10 or was I really hitting some middle so I can go back and it's, it's not a measurement, but it's kind of, it's a visual for what was I doing? Um, Probably what I need to do this year is I need to start writing down if and when I changed anything just to have that information in one place, you know, added an ounce to the front, 
put that at the top of the target for that day, you know, shoot a game, take a picture of it, change the paper out. You know, if I shoot another game, took the ounce off the front or added two to the back, whatever the change was and see real real time results so I can go back and look. I know a buddy of ours, Rick Gilly, takes meticulous notes for every little twist and turn he makes on his bow. He can tell you, you know, arrow is 10 grains heavier, um, did this, did that. And he can go back and see months and years later what it is that worked for him, what what the bow liked, what he liked. Um, so w- when you have all the options in the world, you know, lens power, clarifier, sped the hinge up, whatever the case may be, you can go back and pinpoint what worked for you. Absolutely. And, and I like to test after I get tired, because to me, that's when you, where you can get sloppy halfway through your day. If you like, like yesterday, I probably shot 70 arrows, 80 arrows yesterday, Mm -hmm. um, a game stopped. Um, then, then I felt like I was loose. I was ready to do ready to roll. And so I did just one slight change. I, I, I thought, and I wasn't sure, but I kept thinking that I was seeing just a little bit of, of a, of a, of a left and right on my arrow as it was, I was guessing 10 yards down. Um, so I just ever so slightly, if you look at a ham ski, the follow away ham ski, those lines on it, mm-hmm. I was on the left of one of the white lines. And all I did was just bump it even to just to the right of one of the white lines. And I'm not talking in between them. We're talking just from just one side of the white to the other side of the white, just enough to where it moved. And I went back and started shooting. Well, it cleaned up quite a little bit. I I don't think I seen it again the rest of the evening, but it made mine land um, to where I will. I I, I shot a, a 20X game yesterday, which, for me, an old fart, that was good. It was a 297 yesterday with 20. And no, no, it was an 18. It was two, two, 297 and 18. And um, they were pretty pretty good holes. Well, all of a sudden, I was 9 o'clock on the 10 line for two straight ends. 9 o'clock, 9 o'clock. So my, bud, my, my ever so slight movement on the rest, that's where it started centered. So I adjusted my sight and I started shooting again and it was as clean as I had, if not cleaner than what I had. And then, so today for me, I have to pick it up the next day. And from the pickup from the word go, my first shot's got to be good. I, then that tells me that, um, even when I'm cold or hot, I, or colder or, or stretched out, the bow is as close or as tuned as I can make it shoot. Mm-hmm. So I did. I started shooting today. Granted, we were talking about a different method of how I'm trying to make it work and all that, but I went six, five straight ends without missing an X. Then I missed, I, I had a, on the sixth end, I was an X 10, 10. Then I was getting tired for the last four ends, the seven, eight, nine and 10 ends. I ended up dropping two X's. Um, and a, and, and a handful of more X or 10, or sorry, just X's. And I ended up with a 20X game. But man, I'm telling you, just vi- the visual, like what you're talking about, I looked at it and I knew I went from one side of the 10 to the center of the 10 on a regular basis. Now I'm going to make a note of that myself. And I got a, um, uh, a set of calipers 
and I, I will measure that and I'll make note of that. And I, I, I will, I'll write that down, that little light change and see what that does even down the road. If I get three or four days into it and I'm really liking it, I'll make it just one more time, do it going the same direction and recite in and then see if it stays the same or if it starts spreading back out just a little bit. See, I'm, I'm going to try to find that really sweet spot right in the middle is what, mm-hmm. I'm, what I'm working on. I'm, I'm not getting up and downs. It's only the left and right. And that's what I'm trying to figure out. That's how I figure that out. But for other folks that are just starting, yeah, you just got to watch your, look at your target. And, and if it's a left and right, most of the time it's going to be formed. That, that's the best thing I can tell them. What is a good amount of arrows? Because a lot of times when we've been tinkering on my setup, if there's a change that we're going to try, we're pretty quick when we start the day to make that change. So six, you know, six, 10 warm-up arrows, make the change and try it while you're fresh has been kind of a common theme that I've seen rather than, okay, let's shoot a whole game with the setup how it is. And then we'll try, you know, change something out. And it seems like, well, are you getting the, are you getting in a groove that second game? Are you getting tired? What is a, what's a good amount of arrows to say, okay, muscles are warm. We got the jitters out, you know, is it 10, 20, 15, how many is too many when you're just starting out and you know that stamina might be an issue versus I need to make a clean evaluation of this change while I'm fresh out of the gate, while I'm shooting strong. What's a good, no, what's a good number? Just throw out a quantity. No more than you would normally do for a tournament because tournament's okay. going to have your nerves is going to have that. So if you normally get, if it's a uh, three arrow tournament or a five arrow whichever one you're doing, if it's a Six three arrows, do your two ends, do your two, buddy, you better be starting. Yeah. Don't give yourself that, that room. You've got to, after the first shot, you've got to say, okay, what am I changing? What am I doing? You've got to self-analyze and self-pick it out that quick because now you've got five shots to pick it out. You yeah. will be scoring on that third end, the third time up to the line. That's just what it will be in tournaments, and it has to be in practice. So you have to figure it out in those first six shots. If you can't, that's when you need to go back to the drawing board and start reading your notes. Um, take notes on your hands, your form, your placement, your your pressures, your 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 left and right. Are are you pushing too hard, pulling too hard? Read read the target after the two shots, and then look at your environment. If you had a different range. Is the lights different? Um, that, but for your answer, do it within the first two to three in or two ends. If it's three shots in the end or five shots in the end, according to what kind of tournament. But for me, I try to figure something out in the first one to two shots so that I can start having great holes and getting confidence before the scoring starts. I got you. Now, what about? <clears throat> daily and weekly practice are you scoring and documenting every in as we get to indoor because i i think you told me that earlier in the year you would shoot some practice days and wouldn't worry about it and then you know now i'm shooting for score is it coming up on indoor season are you still shooting some games where you just shoot and don't score or are you scoring everyone and recording right now i'm scoring every day it's 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 
every shot is important at this point. Before this summer, I was still teaching myself how to shoot the back tension, how to shoot what it is, learning this bow, because it was new to me in March. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like it takes a couple months. It takes three months. It takes a long time to find all the nuances that goes on with new equipment, what it likes, what it doesn't like from arrows, from veins to tip weights to you, what, what pressures it likes and doesn't like there's hard into the wall, soft in the wall, your draw length exact. But for me earlier this year, I was trying to build myself up because I'd changed. I changed. I changed. I had sent a benchmark for um, the end of October at the end of October. I'm done changing. It's time to, to, to be a hundred percent set for what I want to do going through um, indoor season. Um, so I am coming down in my, down to the wire for me, but I am really pressuring hard right now to see if this will work in situations. Yep. So just before, before we bring our guest of the week on, what is the official Dave Bosca vein count for the day? I, I'm I'm at three, bud. I'm You're still at three. I'm at three. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Oh, we're we're counting down the days till it's an even number. Uh, <laughs> I'm rolling three, and you know four might work for um these new veins, these these flex fletch veins, mm -hmm. but I the threes are working. Um, and I'm not seeing a reason to change. Adding seven grains, I don't think would make the the drop anymore, but um, I do have a theory and speed and trajectory for indoor, so I'm not going to add any more to it. I like this mega super stiff arrow that I'm running. Um, and to me, it straightens out like at three yards, dude, that thing is so stiff and it just three yards. It's straight. I can tell because I shoot it through paper to, to, to know where it's straightening out at. And when I was at heavier tips and all that, it was five and six yards. I've got this thing straightened out at three yards and then it's, it's on its course. So I don't think I need four veins. I, that's probably the first thing I'm going to try. I have some arrows. Um, the 27s I got off of you that I'm going to, I've got them three fletched now, but I've also got them four fletched. And the good people at Q2I told me you might have better luck with more veins on that arrow. And I said, well, I bet you'd say that, wouldn't you? <laughs> and they go, if you could get six on there, I think it'd fly real good. Yeah. I said, well, hey, you better not better not go there. I know a guy that can get them off. <laughs> I know somebody that does it. So I, I had I had fun messing with them about that. Well, I saw them at the uh, Metropolis Pro-Am. Can't figure out which – can't figure out what sponsor what that was. I think it was some – off the wall company no one had ever heard of before Matthews or something like that. Never, never, never heard of him. Yeah. yeah. One of those, the one where everybody got heat stroke and dragged off the course <laughs> in the side by side yeah. must be, must be, must've been that one must've been those guys. Um, but that's all, that's all outdoor season. We don't really, we, we don't have to worry about that too much anymore for at least a few months. Yeah. We and, and I, got a, I got a three degree offset on this. So I've got them turning quick. So I could get it on there. 
And, you know, I might throw four on one, but I truly don't think it's going to change anything. I really don't. <clears throat> I say we're just now officially in indoor season, and I've already ruined more arrows shooting indoor than I did for both 3D and all the skinny arrow stuff I shot in this year combined. Had a <laughs> had a missing – had somebody's point pull out in the target and just absolutely rounded off one of those 250-grain points that I hit it with, so – if anybody out there wants to sponsor us, I'd like me to get me some Smith Brothers points or some of those indestructible kinds because you really do need a durable arrow for indoor season. I know that sounds strange to people, but if you're going to be hammering in somebody else's target and you don't know who's, you know, had a point come out, all these crazy yahoos that use that cold melt in there and pulls their points right out of the target, <laughs> you never know when you're going to ruin some good carbon shooting this indoor stuff so yeah. anybody out there needs arrow gluing suggestions come come on down and see see me i'll i'll put them in there you might not be able to change them without cutting the arrow off but it won't pull it, it ain't gonna pull out in no target it doesn't matter what you're shooting well let's ask this what it, okay you're just getting started you're you're pulling in from what you did last year so what what did what would you change this year going into it, man? As far as as far as indoor, yeah. What's your first first thing you want to change, or, or what what are you thinking? Uh, I'm gonna try the four vein, um, just for no other reason to see if they correct a little bit quicker. And then I'm gonna try. I've got 250 in the nose right now. I'm gonna try a 150 just to see if I'm not missing low. But since I switched to the 36 with a little bit more poundage, they haven't been falling out the bottom nearly as much as with my 40, which was just a little bit slower setup. So it seems like that problem's kind of remedied. Um, so don't if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of thing. So I'm gonna try the I'm gonna try the four fletch just to see how how the bow reacts. I'm gonna do a little bit of bear shaft tuning, not a lot. My bear shafts are hitting high right right now, I think, but I have not yet put any uh, electrical tape on the back of my arrow. So I'm gonna add the appropriate amount of electrical tape that corresponds to what four veins will weigh. And I think I have another one. I might do one for three as well and see what I can get that bear shaft to do before I start moving that rest just a little bit. Cool. Cool. Well, it looks like somebody snuck in here on us. What's what are you guys? doing, bud? Can you hear us? Just getting home. Just getting home. <laughs> yeah. Out, out there. In yeah. I was gonna say, you out there in the rain, or you staying staying dry? <laughs> staying staying dry for the for the most part. It was just a. It wouldn't say it's a, a real busy day at the shop, but it was <clears throat> it was um, you know uh, very steady. So it yeah. was uh, it was yeah. a good day. Yeah, that sounds like a plan. Yeah, go ahead, Dave. Sorry. Yep. I was just going to introduce who we got. Who who else is talking? Everyone, this is Chris Sanders. He's in, uh, another Oklahoman here. We kind of before you got on here, we was talking. We was uh, we're already recording, by the way, bud. Um, we uh, we yeah, were talking a little bit of indoor stuff. We're calling this a shooter spot uh, shooter spotlight, and we're gonna you're going to be the shooter. We're going to spotlight tonight. So introduce yourself and and uh, tell everybody a little bit about right. you.
All right. Well, Go uh, ahead, my bro. name's Chris Sanders. I'm from Mustang, Oklahoma. Been out here the majority of been out here the majority of my life. Um, <clears throat> uh, started shooting, I guess, uh, hunting like the majority of folks did. Uh, started out with uh, with the archery archery stuff. Um, got out of it for a little bit, and uh, life happened. My, got married, son. You know the the all that how that works out. My son was about thirteen. He um, wanted to start hunting again. Well, out here uh, where we live at, live on forty acres, and um, there's houses that's built been built up all around. So I told him, you know, if you want to hunt, the only way we're going to be able to do it is with archery. So he was like, okay, cool. So I went and I got us, um, my, my cousin had one of his old bows and my uncle had one of his old bows. So I got those, went and got new strings and stuff put on them, uh, started playing around with them. And um, I fell 100% back. It had me hook, line, and sinker again, the way it had me before. My son doesn't really have the patience for it. So, um, you know, um, went and, um, you know, he kind of got off on it and, uh and uh, went about it that way, and um, started started shooting around here. And I really didn't know anybody else that shot because I shot with my cousins back in back in the day, and uh, they didn't they no longer shot anymore or did anything. Didn't really know anybody who did. So you know, like the majority of us, I got online and started asking questions. You know, came across uh, <clears throat> on Facebook a Facebook page called. Uh, Beast Mode Bow Hunters or Beast Mode Bow Hunting is what it is. Got on there. It's a it's a great group of guys. They're all it's mainly uh, from the they're from the East Coast, but uh, we're spread out throughout the United States. Got on there, started asking questions around, and um, you know uh, they were answering. Everything was going great. Got to I've only met just maybe a handful of them in person ever, but the majority of them are like brothers to me. You know that that I do know that's on there. <clears throat> and um, they kind of saw what I was doing, took me up under the wing, gave me, you know, some notes and this and, and everything else. And I was doing, you know, I was sending them pictures, you know, showing this, you know, just trying to figure out what I, what, what all I was doing. So I went a little bit. I got rid of the old Golden Eagle bow that I had and, and uh, picked up a, Matthews, it was the Ultramax is what it was. Started hunting with that. Got it. Um, you guys still there? Okay. Got it um, um, set up, and I hunted with it, and I shot with it for um, for a few years. And they, the guys at the Beast Mode Bow Hunters asked me if I wanted to be on their online archery competitions team, OAC team. And um, I was like, well, okay. You know, I've never done that before. Thanks. I would love to do something like that. So I did. Got on there, and um, what that was was there was a um, um, the, the the main guy that was over the the whole thing. He would just put out monthly competitions that you had to do, and there was probably a total of ten to eleven teams total. You know that was uh, shooting everything. <clears throat> Started doing that, and um, you had to film everything you do. You had to you know, with your phone. You had to record every single thing that you did from your range finding to your shooting to the whole thing. So I was working, you know, that, that helped me a lot nowadays. And I'll get into that here in a minute, you know, in order to be able to do that. Well, 
did that for a while and I come across, I come a deal where I got a couple of Botech bows and I started shooting those. Well, I actually shot them a lot better. It's Botech uh, Destroyer 350 is what I, what I was shooting. And, um, shot the, shot that for a while and, um, was doing, actually our team was doing pretty dang good in, you know, in this online, you know, with these other people from throughout the country. And so that kind of got the fire started on the whole tournament process. And, um, you know, I was doing that. I was asking the guys because they had they, uh, the majority of the guys that was in there was they had shot, you know, tournaments before. You know, they knew stuff. So I was asking them about it. And one of the uh, on one of the years that we did it, we had to do 300 rounds, Vegas 300 rounds. And, you know, for score, that was part of the score. Well, that just it, that was the rabbit hole that took me to where I'm at now. <laughs> you know, I got in with that. And um, I had to, I had to beat that game. I had to beat that game. And it took me, you know, took me a while. I did it. You know, I was shooting indoors at some of the other local places, shooting outdoors here on some of them as well. And uh, actually, to tell you the truth, the the first really two people that I ever met in the tournament world was you, David, and Antoine Cooper. And um, oh, y'all kind of okay. took me up under your wings. And... Um, I had somebody else I can ask questions to. I didn't, you know, at that time I didn't know a lot. I'm sure that you remember me shooting that Destroyer 350. I shot it at everything, yep. 3D and indoor. That's all I really knew at that time. And uh, started doing that, shot both of the, my first tournament. You guys still hear me? Okay. Um, the uh, first tournament was actually at, um, that I shot in was the Oklahoma State Games. And I shot the 3D core, 3D section of it, and whenever it was half and half, that's one of the the in the hunter. It was still half and half at that time. So um, you know, and that kind of kickstarted this this whole journey that I've been on. That um, I'm lucky to have met all the people that I have, being able to do what I'm doing now. You know, travel the the country, the state, the whole the whole thing. So you know, it's been been a really really fun ride so far. So. Tell everyone all the different formats that you are now shooting. You shoot 3D. Right now I'm shooting, I'll shoot 3D. I shoot, yeah, I shoot 3D. I shoot field. I shoot outdoor target. I shoot indoor target. And um, let's see, 3D, field, outdoor target, indoor target. If it's got tournament behind it, I'm going to shoot it. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very fortunate, and and I just, you know, I just want to be a good all-around archer. Basically, is what I want to do. You know, I, you know, I, I was, I, even what I'm doing now, working in the shops and stuff. You know, people ask me, do I hunt? Do I do this that? And I just tell, you know, I don't, I don't really hunt anymore. I've just fallen in love with the tournament side of it. That, to me personally, I just, I'd rather shoot tournaments. <laughs> Just shooting is what's fun, isn't it? <clears throat> so it, it is. Yeah, yeah. it is. Oh. And, uh, you know, uh, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to ask. So, well, what yeah, I was going to say, you know, must, must right be now I'm shooting the, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, right now I'm shooting the Elite Verdict. Um, I've got, um, on that, I'm running a Hamsky Trinity rest. Um, I shoot uh, victory arrows. I've shot 
about Victor Arrows for probably the past four to five years. Um, they just, they just, with my, the setups and the way I shoot, they just, they just work with, with what I do. Um, I shoot a Carter just because plus release. I've got an aluminum one and a brass one. I shoot the brass one a lot more than I do the aluminum one. Actually, right now I'm letting a, one of our um, teenage girls that comes up to the shop, I'm letting her use my aluminum one right now. And um, she's, she's enjoying that. But I just, I just like the way I've shot Carter before I uh, had, the Silverback, which is their uh, resistance release, I've shot in um, the um, the Wise Choice and all that. I just I just came with and just fell in love with the with the Just Because Plus. It just fits my hand. I love the Christmas crisp crispness of it. Um, you know, it just uh, it is a good good release for me. So. Yeah. Any questions, Neil? I was going to say, you've worked at <clears throat> probably the majority of the shops here in the Oklahoma City Metro. Um, just give a little background on you. You were at, um, way back in the day, you were at, uh, was it Bass Pro or Cabela's? Yeah, I was at, I was at Bass Pro. Um, that's kind of where I, I started with the, uh, with the you know, working in the shops, the, the process. And the reason why I did that, I mean, I had a full-time job at, the, at that time. Um, my background, I'm an aircraft mechanic. That's what I've done for the past 30 years. And, um, we've kind of, me and my dad's had a, uh, aircraft engine shop and, um, we, uh, he's ready to retire. I've been working on airplanes for 30 years and just ready to do something else. And, um, so, so, so that, taking and, things that fly and making them fly better is what your <laughs> generally, your, your general skill is projectiles. <laughs> And making them fly better. Yeah, things going through the air. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, so you but, but you yeah, I started you a, one more time. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. You're good, dude. Yeah, I started at Bass Pro, um, and then um, you know that that journey was um, all about uh, you know I got to wanting to just do my own stuff, learn how to do my own stuff. And I thought, well, you know, what could be, you know, possibly help me financially as I did that as well. Went to Bass Pro. Well, all they really taught me how to do was run the cash register. So um, everything after that was, was pretty much, you know, I, I was self-taught on how to, how to do pretty much what I, what I'm doing today. And now you're out of Okieland bow hunters, our good Man. buddy, Brim. Yeah. <laughs> you are the adult supervision when I'm not there, aren't you? <laughs> that, that is right. Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, it's uh, it's. I've been having a really good time down there with 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 Brian. You know, we we pick on each other back and forth. I'm sure the customers see it as well. Uh, just have a have a good time with it. I, I appreciate Brian. Um, at, at before, you know, I don't want to skip them out either. I was at War Torn Archery whenever it was whenever they had their pro shop going. Um, Richard and Christina and Elena, they were all, they're all like family. I've known Richard and Christina since they lived down the street from me whenever I was uh, growing up. So known them for a really long time. Um, and, you know, I'll be honest with you, the the majority of my, I guess you could say going from a mediocre level up to a little bit higher level was while, while I was there in my tournament shooting was while I was there. Um, had, we had a, we had, a good range we had in, in time to, to be able to do, to, to shoot, you know, it was literally a three minute drive 
from there to my house. So, I mean, me and Dustin Crowley, another buddy of ours, would, you know, he'd stop by there and heck, it'd be midnight before we go home, just shooting 300 rounds, you know, inside there. So it was a, it was a pretty good time. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky in the aspect of I did get to go to the, you know, what I would say is one of the more prestigious bow shops in, um, you know, here in, in, in the metro, of course, down at, down at Okie Land. Um, we, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a really nice place. Brian and uh, his wife are, they're amazing people. And, you know, uh, I really like it. I don't get to shoot as much as I did down there. It's a lot busier at Oakie Lane that, that it was, you know, even whenever I was at Bass Pro, you know, and it, I'm not shooting now as much as what I did then, but I'm still doing, doing my best to keep up with it. It's a good, yeah, the, the it's last a, couple, go ahead, Dave. I was just saying the last couple of years, Chris, you have rock and rolled indoors. You have really piled in a bunch of great 300s, 299s, 300s back and forth. And then you'd go outdoors and man, you did, you do great. Let's, let's, let's leave the indoors for a little bit later. Let's look at what just happened. Let's look at what you just did this weekend. Um, tell us about what the tournament was and, and how you came out. Yeah, this past weekend was our state 900 shoot. Um, I am, I, I am a, a, a fan of the OSAA. Um, if people don't know what it is, it's part, it's Oklahoma, part of the NFAA. And, um, um, I, I absolutely love the, the formats, the everything else. Um, this weekend, this past weekend was the state 900 shoot. Um, you go outside, outside, you shoot at, uh, 60, 50 and 40 yards, uh, consecutively. You do 30 arrows at 60, 30 arrows at 50, 30 arrows at 40. And, um, you know, whoever, has a high score at the at the end uh, uh, wins that bill. Um, I I've, I feel I was fortunate. Sunday there was very minimal wind. I mean we it was a it was an awesome day to go shoot. So <laughs> I was really really happy with that. Went out and um, you know I I uh, I hate to say I did what I do, but I went out and I just I just performed and. I wish, do I wish the score was a little higher? Yeah, I do. But I had a goal of shooting an 875 out of 900 points, <coughs> excuse me, at those distances. And I ended up shooting an 877. So um, I surpassed the, the goal that I had and, you know, um, had, a, had a really good time with it. I'm, I'm very pleased with, with the preparedness that I had going into the tournament. I say he uh, he wiped the floor with the rest of us mere mortals. I say there was a couple people <laughs> hovering in the 850s. Some of us, yours truly, didn't quite get there. I think we had what we had one person in the 860s and 15, 20 points higher than everybody else. Wasn't even close. If it was a football game, we'd have turned it off in the third quarter. I mean, it yeah. was an absolute clinic. So you had a you had a good year. You won the you won the field, you won the nine hundred, you won the broadhead, uh, and uh, you, indoors indoors well. You you did you won indoor didn't uh, you? Yeah, I won. I don't think I, I don't think I won the field. Yeah, I don't think I won field. I think I came in second in, in field. I'm not one hundred percent sure on that, but I think that it was second place in field. Um, but uh, yeah, who, I won. won? I won. Uh, did did 
Chris Simmons, well, no, Simmons didn't show up. No, Simmons forgot what day it was and didn't show up. Yeah, right. <laughs> you might have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, uh, I, I ribbed him hard about that this weekend. But anyways, um, I know that I know that I got the the indoor, the broadhead, the state nine hundred, and for a like a state championship, I also got the uh, the triple crown. So um, I was saying the aggregate those, overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got uh, yeah. got those and. Uh, one more outdoor shoot will be on the 23rd. It's going to be the uh, USA up to the 50 meter. So I'm going to go out there and shoot that to see, you know, uh, you know, uh, it, it won't hurt my feelings for another state championship. So <laughs> hoping for one more. Yeah. Yeah. So. So everybody that doesn't know you shot, you've shot 3d before, but this year you ventured into the unknown 3d the uh the yardage judging 3d was that something you're uh you're kind of happy with it was it was it a little bit fun was it something you're going to do again yeah actually um i've shot i've shot known 3d um all for every year that i've shot 3d except for the, my first one whenever i went to the bow hunter class it was that was half and half you had to shoot half of it known half of it unknown so i uh uh, but this year it's been known all the way up since then. I went from went from bow hunter to K40 and shot that for two years, K40. And I got to thinking, you know, I ain't getting no younger, so I'm going to go ahead and jump to the K50 class, which was a 10-yard. <clears throat> excuse me. 10 yards don't sound like much until you get out there and actually shooting with them guys that can see the dot at 50 yards. I mean, it's crazy. And uh, so – for the Oklahoma Triple Crown this year, um, I thought, you know, I've been wanting to jump into the uh, jump into the unknown. Why not? So I did, and uh, went out there. <laughs> the first tournament, oh man, it was it was bad. It was it was pretty bad. Second tournament was a little better, and the the third one was a little better than that. So, and the on the championship round, it started off rough, <laughs> but uh, but I, I came out. Um, I wouldn't say good, but I, I shot a little bit higher than than the tournaments I did before, you know. So um, I never broke a two hundred or did anything like that. I was more in the one sixty to one seventy range, which for me that's fine. Shooting fifty yards unknown, just trying to figure it out. And going forward with three D, yeah, I think that I'm going to, you know, stay in the unknown class for for the foreseeable future at least. So, so to help out anybody else, what did you do to help see targets, to train, to practice? What, what, what kind of a method did you do? Put yourself through to to switch over? What, what, what was your training to to just go judge? Yeah, what I've done before, you know, in the in the known classes, you know, there would be a bunch of us that that uh, uh, the the groups that I'm in. That um, you know, even shooting uh, the the known side, we'd walk up to the stake and just try to guess the yard before we got the rainfighters out. <clears throat> so from that, um, I decided to try to start ground judging and just looking at different objects going down the um, going down the lanes, just to see if I could roughly get a um, you know a yardage and then double it, you know, or come back a little bit and try to you know figure out you know double it to the target. If it's double pass, then come back a little bit to, to where it's at. And, um, you know, I just, I just tr- tried that. And I'll tell you what, 
really kicked my butt was, I, you know, I shoot a lot of indoor. I shoot a lot of indoor. So I got to thinking to myself, man, I should be able to figure out what 20 yards is pretty dang quick. The first tournament that I went to was out at the OKC Gun Club that I was going to shoot unknown at. I walked out to their practice belts, and I looked at the closest target to me. I was like, man, okay, well, that's that's got to be 10 yards. Went, and I was fixing to draw my bow back, and I thought, well, I'll go ahead and click it with the rangefinder. It was actually a 20. <laughs> like I think, all right, now this is a whole different, you know, there's something different going on here. So um, it, it, it was not in. As big as the rain is, range is down there in Oki Land, I mean, I hear it all the time from customers. You know, is this 25, 30 yards in here? No, it's it's 20 yards from the from the green line, and it's just because it's so wide in there, it's just so big that it it looks farther than than 20 yards. So that was what what part of my, I guess, regiment in going into this. Um, there's also a very good series of Bow Junkie, Greg Poole and Jack Wallace did on Bow Junkie, and I've been listen. I listened to that and uh, started kind of, you know, dabbling in, into that as I was throwing myself into these tournaments and just trying to figure it out as I go. So, and I'm still in the figuring out stage. I'm lucky that um, that I do have people like Chris Hammond I can I can call Aaron Glass. You know those those type of guys that I can text or whatever and just say hey you know I'm looking at this and I'm seeing this. You know whenever you had to deal with this what you know what did you come across and Wealth, wealth of knowledge to be able to help out so yeah they the the unknown yardage guys are fun when you get them talking about their methodology and how to you know throw your 40 and take this away and look at the target and count the birds in the sky and shoot three sticks and one rock <laughs> right yeah yeah and uh you know the the really the the only thing that i'm going to be doing um different from from now on with with the 3d game is i'm gonna build lighter arrows i want to get the bow going a little faster than then i'm gonna still i'm not gonna shoot 70 pounds may bump up to you know twist the cables up to around 65 or so um i'm just not comfortable shooting the 70 pounds um i, I can I've, I've done it hunting bows and everything before but in a tournament setting i'm just not there the holding weight that i like to hold i just it's just it's just not there and uh so I'm thinking about just going with a lighter arrow, being able to get out of the bow faster and getting it down down range. So that's 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 my next step into this is, is trying to figure that part of it out as well. Got to make the equipment match the mission. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so you're uh, you're tuning everybody's hunting bows right now. It's it's officially deer season. What are we? Twenty nineteen nineteen days out. Twenty days yeah. out. I'm sure you got the counter on there counting down the seconds. <laughs> I can't. I, I can't. I'm too busy looking at my trail cam pictures. It's a it's a thickness. It was so, funny. I was, I was listening to um, one of y'all's podcasts on the way home. The one of the last ones y'all did, and you were talking about you know you were looking at your trail cam pics about every two hours, and then when I was over at your house the other night, you was, or maybe it's down at the shop. You're saying, man, I, I can't get off this thing. Every 15 minutes, I'm looking, you know, to see what's on the on the the pictures that are coming in. Oh yeah, there's there's six cameras and they upload every three hours, but they're not synced up. So right. you know, it's Christmas every three hours, just waiting to see where they're at and what they're doing, how they're yeah. feeling. They were in there early early in the dark, and then I was like, man, they're going nocturnal. That's terrible. That ain't playing fair. And they was there, you know, eight o'clock, eleven o'clock, one o'clock. They was there all day. They love that corn. They can't get off of it. 
Sure. Um, <laughs> I can't wait. It's a sickness. Um, it's it's going to be a uh, it's going to be a long September. You know, right. it's just like oh, thank God indoor season starting and football and everything else because we gotta we gotta make the time go by. Um, right. But I guess you know if you're down there at the shop, it's kind of that two and three week period where all the late late last minute guys got to get ready for the first. And it's like, man, where were y'all in March? Where were y'all in, in, in April? Come get your new strings on your bow. And can you get me, can you get me paper tuned before the first? Yeah. There's 70 of you in the lobby right now. Just take it, take a number. Um, I was going to ask just for my own curiosity, what, cause you get, when you get in the busy, in the busy season like this, what makes a good customer and what makes a bad customer as far as trying to get them dialed in? Like what is your absolute dream scenario for somebody that walks in and then what's the uh, bane of your existence on the opposite? Yeah. The uh, right now is, you know, I will bend over backwards for people that just have patience, you know, that have the patience, you know, down, down there, we don't have a, like an appointment schedule or anything like that. So it's a walk-in, you know, people walking in doing whatever they need to have done to their bow, whether it's paper tuning, putting the peep side in, you know, whatever it is. And, um, you know, as long as they got the patience, because it may be a little bit before we can get to them, you know, whenever it comes up to their turn, I will spend just as much time with them as I will with anybody else. You know, people that come in and just um, are in, I'm going to be honest with you, this year, our customers have been fantastic. I mean, we haven't had we haven't had anybody that's just been mean or, or thinking that they're (laughs) thinking that they are any, any better than anybody else. You know, they, they understand, um, you know, what's going on and, and, and want to have the quality that, that we provide down there and they know it it takes time. So, you know, even if it's, you know, coming in, we can, they can drop their boat if they have to go to work or they have a ball game or something on Saturday, you know, they're free to drop their bow off. We can do a rough tune on it and, uh, you know, finish it up whenever they have a chance to come back in. But, you know, that's, 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 that's really what I'll bend over backwards is just somebody that, um, that just will, will have the patience to, to, to sit there and also listen to, you know, me and Brian, we've been doing this a really long time. We don't know every single thing there is out there. We know a lot about it or, you know, a little bit about a lot of it whenever, whenever we're doing it. Um, we have pretty good backgrounds in it. So, you know, just, just listen and, um, you know, we'll, 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 we'll get you to where you're shooting good through paper. And I don't even, you know, even now with it being as busy, I don't even, you know, through paper, that's just the starting point, you know, from there I'll walk out. I, I want to see what the arrow is doing down, even at 20 yards. I want to see, how they're grouping, you know, because you can you can tell a lot just by how you know down down range what the arrow's doing. And the majority of the guys that are coming in are pretty dang good shooters, so I don't have to worry about you know one being all the way on the left side or one on the right side or anything like that. So um, it, it it's been pretty good. So the pet peeves haven't came out just. <laughs> so you're telling me if I if I take a half day off, you can get my 915 grain arrow to fly out of my bow. Uh, well, I, I can do it. Yes, you ain't gonna like my response while I'm doing it, though. <laughs> oh no! Well, at least you're getting practice pulling those seventy pound bows for three yeah, DC. Right. You'll be built up. I know. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, 
what is the best selling hunting site right now for you guys? Is there um, just one that really stands out? Yeah, there's there's one. We sell a lot of the HHA tournament series. Um, the uh, and the, mainly because the you know we're in Oklahoma, everybody knows it. Matthews is the hottest selling bow, and it, it, it it's the king right now. <laughs> yeah, Neil's got his thumbs down. Sorry, buddy, but it, honestly, it is. At least I wish us. I had more thumbs so I could give them bows all <laughs> thumbs down. But the, the the one thing, the reason why they sell, they're, they're so hot is because they, they have a dovetail bar on them and they don't have to buy anything else to put it into the bridge lock system that they have. So okay. Fancy. Yep. Sounds awesome. Yeah, right. <laughs> and obviously it'll be carbon arrows for everybody. Um, yes, sir. Yeah. What, what's the best? What what's the hot ticket carbon right now? Is this? Yeah, um, actually, I'm selling. Um, I, I sell a, a lot of victory arrows to the um, uh, you know the rip TKOs, uh, the stainless steel you know TKO series. Um, I sell a lot of the tried and true axis Eastern axis arrows um, for the the hunter that's coming in that's just getting started, or they just maybe they they started you know, got a bow at the end of last year or something. And it's just transitioning over to where this is going to be the first year to hunt. You know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I stick them on a, like an Easton 6.5. I mean, they cost $9. It, it's an excellent hunting arrow. If, uh, if they lose them or break them while they're sighting in, it don't hurt the wallet as bad as a, you know, a 15 to $25 arrow. So, you know, that's, 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 uh, but I, I do sell a lot. Uh, we go through a lot of the Easton axis and the rip TKO arrows. Yeah. We sell a lot of them. Well, we, we've scurled through the outside. Let's get to the important stuff. The indoor shooting. Yeah. Y'all yeah. like the way I did. I did. I tie that in real well. Yeah. Right. I really. like it. Yeah. <laughs> so what's your plans this year, man? Let's roll with it. Uh, the plan right now is, um, um, you know, we, we've all got big plans, but I'm going to try to hit the nationally. I'm going to hit the, uh, I want to try to hit the Rushmore Rumble. I think I talked with you about that on Saturday. Um, I would love to go to Vegas again. I went uh, two years ago. I went out there. I think I did fairly well for my first time. I got into the third flight. I think I was middle of the pack. Didn't make any money or anything, but went out there, was in the third flight um, at the, at the end of it. So I was really happy with that, with the, with the way I shot. I think I shot, a total of six, six or eight down for the weekend, you know, out of 900. I, I first time ever being there. I thought that, that was pretty dang good. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the Rushmore rumble. Um, I want to go to Lancaster. Um, I've, I've done the Vegas thing. I would love to go to both, but I just don't see that happening, but I love the way the Lancaster format is. Um, um, the, I like that they have the, um, you know, the qualifying round and then the elimination rounds and, uh, you know, to where everybody actually has a chance to get on the big stage if they do what they're, what they need to do. I'm sure that there's some luck in there involved in there as well. Um, but you know, if you're a consistent shooter, I think that you have a pretty good shot. And I like the way that Lancaster always, they, they promote the amateur shooters as well, not just the pros. So, um, I like that. And I would love to go to indoor nationals as well. You know, that's another one that, uh, that I'm thinking about doing, I'm not uh, the hugest fan of the five spot round just because it takes forever to shoot. Um, but I mean, as a national tournament, I think that that'd be a fun one. You know, some, some smaller ones that I'd like to go to, I would like to, and this isn't much of a smaller one, but I would like to try the, the uh, Iowa Pro-Am. 
and um, I saw a buddy of it's mine. Dead. It's dead. It's not going to happen this year. Oh, it's not. That's right. I found well, that okay. out yesterday. The IRA Pro-Am is not happening this year. Okay. Well, um, I saw a buddy of mine on Facebook post a post that in Springfield, they're going to do a similar round uh, as like the Iowa Pro-Am. It's going to be in, it's going to be like December 9th and 10th or somewhere around in there. And um, it's going to be a, uh, a 660 round and a 330 round. So Friday and Saturday or Saturday and Sunday shoot. Huh. So um, that would be the Springfield something or other. I forget what it is, but the um, part of the, um, the, the Springfield Chamber of Commerce there, it's a big thing that they're, they're putting on up there. So, you know, who knows? I, I would like to do something like that too. Locally, um, the uh, Iowa, my indoor tournament season always started, other than the jackpot shoots, always started with um, the uh, Frozen Oki tournament, the USA Archery tournament. Um, from what what I'm gathering now, that's not going to happen this year. Um, and then um, after that, it's just going to be, you know, the, uh, the, the, the state shoots and just whatever they have locally around here. So, and Tulsa as well. Yeah, the uh, Lancaster shoot, what I love about that is versus just Vegas, the X ring counts as an extra point. It's an 11. Yeah. So let's say you drop a 10. You're not out. Right. I mean, you can, you can be a 1820X shooter and drop three 10s, and you're not out of it because if you're still as consistent to put them towards the middle – and just fling one every now and then, or get an eight. Yeah. That doesn't mean you're out of the run, man. You It's still an accumulative of the 60 shots, and those add back up. So I really, that's something that I like about the Lancaster format, is that right there. Right. Um, is it does help. Yes. Yeah. It'll, it yeah. rewards a consistent shooter. Yes. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, I, I agree with that as well. And, um, the I know that down at Oakie Lane at our jackpot shoots that, that that we have down there the the shoot down part of it is Lancaster style so we're shooting the uh, you know the Vegas face with the twelve ring in it as well that you can you know the risk reward that you can you can shoot and it'll be uh, be honest with you I've had to use it you know to 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 win and then that sucker either bite you in the butt or it'll it'll yeah. have everybody cheering your cheering your name at the end one of the two so um, yeah but. You know, one thing uh, the, the, even about that, the the quality of shooters that we're having that, that are that are indoor is, I mean, it's just going up. You know, um, uh, the 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 young guys that are coming into it, um, you know, it's just it's no just a, just a, the jackpots on Wednesday nights. I mean, who were the quality of shooters that we're having coming in there? You ain't just gonna walk in there and and make money. It ain't gonna happen. <laughs> you know, you're gonna yeah. you gotta fight for every inch of it. So. I was going to say, young kids, they're phenomenal. They are. It, yeah. b- between la- the killers that showed up to these jackpot sheets last year, I don't think y'all believe. I mean, you get out there and you might have 30 or 35, you know, grown dudes, absolute studs at indoor. Some of them shoot indoor, some of them don't. They can just shoot, period. And you get, what, a, a, a 15 or 16 year old a 20 year old and an 18 year old that are your top three money winners for the week yeah. and it's yeah. like 
Golly, can we make it? Can we make them shoot in a kids' division this year? Is that right. can we have can we force them to shoot the under 18 class? Because yeah. I am tired of buying kids' lunches. <laughs> I know it's 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 let's, crazy. Let's, let's put a class in. Well, let's put a class in where they got to show their chest hair. There you go. <laughs> there you go. You need three three whiskers there to get in. <laughs> yeah, you got the you got these kids coming in. You know the there's there's one of them. They, he's still in high school. And I think he's a senior this year. And he'll come in just to practice and lay down a 900 and walk out the door like it was. <laughs> I'm gonna go yeah. home and play my video game, you know, or whatever. And you're like. Bro, are you serious? <laughs> That's Nate Nate McMurtry, the baby-faced killer. He I mean, is, yeah. it, I've seen him shoot a hinge. I've seen him shoot a button. I've seen him shoot aluminums, carbons. It it just they're they're middle all the time. And his dad too. I watched his dad shoot his first uh, uh, Vegas three hundred, and he followed up and did it again. It was like it's nothing. He ran sixty in a row. He goes, "That's cool. Let's do that again." Absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so yeah, it's that, easier just to put them in the middle. Have you have you talked nice to Brandon yet? Do you, do you know when the jackpots are going to be starting up? I knew it was October, November, sometime in there. Yeah, I think that we're we're planning now on um, it's going to be in November. We're going to run a league uh, like on a Tuesday night, and then it, which will be a Vegas league, and um, then we'll do our jackpots. We'll start them back up in November. Um, they start Tuesday out slow as first, yeah. It'll, they'll be on Wednesday nights again, um, but um, they'll start out slow because it's middle of hunting season, uh, like they normally do. And as we get closer to the the big shoots, is whenever we'll start, um, you know, seeing a lot more people come in. So hopefully, people listening will 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 jump in at least try. All you gotta do is show up. It's twenty bucks, you know. That's that's where all of us started. Just show up. <laughs> yeah, it, it's fun. It, I mean. Go ahead, Dave. Oh, I was just to say something to throw into the league rules that they did over at the other place. Um, I thought was cool. They only allowed you to count a score twice for an absentee. So you'd come in oh, okay. on Saturday or Sunday and do it. That way it forces everyone to show up and get on the line, and it just allows everyone to get, I'm going to say nervous or used to someone mm -hmm. standing right beside them because if yeah. not it spreads it out over a week or you just never know and it just it takes that environment away of what you're trying to get into so right. they, they 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 did implement that and i thought that was a neat way to do it look guys only two makeups after that you're it's a zero yeah Zero's and that keeps, yeah. yeah that keeps the people from coming in on friday at noon every single day just to shoot theirs when wait a minute yeah. Yeah. Talking to, to you, Mark Tackett. We're talking to you, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I want to, yeah. It, it, you know, it's one thing that, that's one thing that, that, you know, whenever I started in leagues, I, I just showed up. I can't even remember the, uh, well, it was um, me and my buddy, uh, Jeff Allison. We was shooting. He was my hunting buddy out here. And we went up to Archer Traditions, was shooting. And he and Ken up there was like, hey, you know, won't you, we're having a, we're starting a league here in like two weeks. And uh, was like, what's a league? You know, and he, he explained it to us like, heck yeah. And it was a five spot league. And me and him went up there. We just showed up, you know, went up there, started shooting, got to the point of, you know, where, uh, you know, at that time, the, the lines were full 
You know, we, we actually on the first one we did, we had to run two lines. There were so many people there. And, um, you know, so that's um, anybody that's wanting to make that jump, make a jump or get into the, the, especially indoor, man, go, go to a league, whether it's our shop or if you're up in total, wherever you're at, you know, go to go join a league because it's going to get you more mentally prepared for having Joe blow beside you. that breath smells like crap or farting or doing whatever, you know, and um, you know, just trying to get that, that mental part of it that you have somebody literally two foot away from you, you know, or foot and a half away from you that, that's shooting just as, just as you do. So. I did read on Facebook where traditions is fixing to get theirs going again in October going to end in November. So yeah, they, they've got theirs. Jim and I shot that one over there one time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I remember, I think that uh, uh, me, me and Jeff, we shot one of those with you guys as well. I think that's where I really first got to know you was, was at that one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I remember seeing you a lot on the weekends over at the other store and everything. And then I've shot that league over there for forever. um, Mm -hmm. Every time that they have there. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've shot leagues out out there, traditions over at Arrowhead, you know, down at uh, you know, obviously down at Oakie Land now. So, I've 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 made my rounds around here. That at the store, the other store that you're talking about, I've never shot one there, but I've, I've never had the time. Usually, it was on a Tuesday, and at that that point, I was had working nights at that time. So, I think Arrowhead just started a women's league. That's, did I it see did. that right? Started a women's league, so cool idea, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty, yeah, pretty take, cool. Yeah, that takes some of the, uh, you know, the 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 pressure off the off the ladies as well. You know, especially if they're new to it. You know, not going in there and a bunch of dudes. You know, talking. Yeah. You know how we are when we get over, we just talk smack and everything else. So, you know, takes and, which I'm sure they probably do too. But <laughs> and with Gail over there, she's a great coach for women. So I think that is. Yeah, I think that is a great idea they got going there. So yeah, I wish them all the luck in the world for that. And I'd forgot about Arrowhead. Yeah, I shot. I think I've shot two leagues over there, mm-hmm. um, and they both were five spot. You no, know, the second one they split halfway through. They flipped it to Vegas. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. so there's always one up at. Um, Miles Blair's shop, the Arrow Shop in Dewey. If you're up around Tulsa area, that's just a little bit north of Tulsa. If you're Tulsa area people, they do. I mean, indoor, three-spot, five-spot, the DAIR target, which looks like the uh, ASA scoring uh, vitals. And then if you're out east, I know the last chance archery people, I think, are probably going to do one. So all over the state. Um, I'm not sure about anything out west. We probably have to check into a couple of places, but I don't know what they have out there as far as availability goes. So there's, you know, you gotta you gotta jump in one of these leagues because everybody that just you know everyone's the king of their own backyard. You can always shoot comfortable at your own target at your own house with nobody watching. But you get there and you start jaw jacking and have you know have have all your buddies there and you get a little get a little adrenaline on the line. You get excited and I think that's that's part of the training for shooting indoor because you go to Vegas and that announcer says first in for score and the pressure just drops out of the room. Like you can hear 200 people pucker up simultaneously. And it's just like, Oh God, there went my shot process. There she goes. So it's it's funny, you know, like, like the Vegas or, 
you know, whatever, whenever they say that, you know, first engine for score is like they just turn the volume all the way down in every hole there. And it's mm-hmm. just, it's, it's kind of surreal. <laughs> you know, what I've done, granted, I'm in my own warehouse and I'm shooting. And as I'm going to a big tournament, I physically say that out loud for a mental game. Um, I, I will yell very loud, first in for score, and yeah. try to make my mind realize it's just another end. It's sure. nothing different. And I will say that like 10 or 12 ends in a row. Just and, and I remember when I went to the Indoor Nationals there, when he said that, I thought, okay, just another end. And I said that to myself, and the first end, it was fine. Sure. So there again, the training there. And so, yeah, I, I took it upon myself. And I think I think I said that with you a couple times, Neil, when you were over. I would say that out loud. Um, first end for score. And we'd sit, I'd sit there and start shooting. Yeah, it's a, it's a house tradition at the Dave Bosca Archery Academy. Right. right. Yeah. Well, you know. You know, even at, even at our leagues, whenever we got them out there, because, um, <clears throat> you know, I shoot them, run them, you know, over at Oakie Land, shoot them, run them, do the whole thing. You know, I will I will say that, you know, this is the first in for score. Then when after everybody's pulled, all right, everybody to the line, you know, or first row mm-hmm. or whatever it is, you know, get up there. It could be caught, you know, I don't do it because I'm being boss or anything. It's just, it's just, it's a mental thing. You know, I want that mental, I want it to be as real as possible that you can get. So I think that even for me, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a good training tool to, to have that. So you're not as puckered up, you know, whenever, whenever something like that does happen. So it gives you a chance to shoot with the clock too, having that, having that countdown in the side. He's got, Bryn's got setups there. It's got screen on either side. So if you're, you know, right or left-handed, you can always look down and Got that, got that timer coming. It's a guy blows the whistle. Um, just a really good simulation of what some of these big tournaments are like. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I've traveled up to Dewey a few times to the arrow shop up there on Thursday nights. He That's usually his jackpot. And mm-hmm. I've rolled up there a couple times a, a, a winter to shoot on Thursdays. And I've told myself with the, the one over in Sepulpa, the arrow store that you talked about, I want to run. They seem to do theirs on Fridays. I want to roll over there because it, it's right by the Arkansas line, I believe. So you're just mm-hmm. talking three hours. It's no, yeah. I mean, I just think getting out to these other shops is what it's about. Um, yeah. Get yourself in a different environment, a different lighting. Um, uh, and, I, and I really think, I think we should all get together and go roll some of these on a weekend. Uh, or I mean, on the the weeknights that they've got their other uh, jackpots, just to get that feeling. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Whenever I was, um, whenever I was uh, really, you know, the year that we went to the the Rushmore Rumble in Vegas and we did all that stuff, you know, I was looking at different ways to, you know, prepare myself because I'd never been to any of those big tournaments like that before. You know, indoor tournaments like that, and um, this was, you know, I remember. I think that you went to the the Dave Cousins seminar that we had whenever I went to it. And, um, you know, that's one thing that, that he even preached hard was, man, get out, get out of your comfort zone and get into somewhere else where you don't know anybody or you don't know anything else. And then shoot, shoot that because, you know, where you're going, you don't live there. So you you may get to get there, you know, if you was a pro, get there once a year, you know, or something like that. So get there 
that environment, you know, and, um, and just, just learn it. So, you know, I would, you know, whenever shooting a war torn, I would shoot over there all the time. Well, I got thinking, well, all right, I need to go to over to, uh, or out to Archer Traditions because I know it's going to be darker there. So I went out, went out there, shot, and then I would travel over to the other one in, in Oklahoma City and shoot over there because it's a lot brighter. It's even brighter than the one that we had. And um, then whenever Bryn um, opened up Okieland down there, you know, it's kind of a mixture of both. It's not the brightest and it's not the darkest. You know, you got, there's a lot of transition there and it makes a difference. You know, it, it makes a difference, you know, just the lighting itself on where downrange the, the impact's going to be. So um, it, it's definitely worth your time if you're going to get into this and, and learn it to, you know, shoot it as, as many shops as you can, you know, not just your home base where you usually shoot at. almost have to have a sight tape and keep records of it when you go to these different shops just to see how much yeah. your 20 changes. I mean, left, right, yeah. high, low, everything. It's, it, it's mm-hmm. very strange that 20 yards will hit different from shop to shop. Um, yeah. Even going to Vegas, you know, the, between the practice ranges and the halls you shoot in, not going to be the same, not just not going to be the same, no matter how much you want it to be, there's going to be just a little bit of difference. So those first six arrows you get to shoot practice wise, definitely um, something to something to think about as far as getting different places. Sure, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. The, you know, and, and I, I preach to, to guys that are getting in, into, especially the three spot, five spot is not, not as bad, but in, in the three spot game, uh, the Vegas face, your first three arrows are your most important because that's where it's going to leave your holes. And if you can get them in the X or somewhere in that, in that 10 ring, that's something you're going to see the whole time. So I think that uh, even on your practice ends, <coughs> excuse me, the, the first three arrows that you shoot are, are pretty much your most important. You know, that's the one thing that I'm the world's worst. I like a clean target and I like whenever I'm shooting in the center, um, that's all I want to see. And so that's all I study and that's all I shoot at. But mm. that's something to remember. And what I have to do for the Lancasters, they don't allow you to fix holes. Right. Um, so you have to make those first shots very important. Um, yes. And every five ends, you got to hang new face. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you shooting 20 ends that day for qualifying. So you're hanging a new face very often. So it's, so you have to be used to looking at new paper on a regular basis. So it goes back to studying the target being able to look down range without a hole. So right. yeah, that's I, and I buy a lot of those stickers and I cover up my face on a regular basis throughout the day, just yeah. for that reason. I just cover that yellow up every time. Yeah. I'm going to order me some of those as soon as they start making them to cover the eight ring. <laughs> they don't got any red liquid paper, is there? They don't have they don't have any that cover the seven. <laughs> it's the whole sheet. Yeah. I wonder well, I wonder if that seven I shot in Vegas still <laughs> thinks about me. Well, Neil, you know, the say one thing about it is that, that I've seen um kind of what watched you since I really first got to know you, you getting into this and you've made some pretty good strides the last year or so i've been i've been been keeping keeping tabs i mean you're my buddy so help you out as much as i can but but i have been watching and taking 
paying attention. So I pay I pay attention, try to pay attention to everybody I know I'm gonna have to shoot against. And and yeah, I've been making some pretty good strides. I, I appreciate it. it it's a very hard sport for those that are self-critical but all you got to do is go back and look at what you're shooting a year ago or two years ago and it's like all right this this is better it ain't good but it's better yeah yeah Uh, uh, showed up two or three years ago uh when i first met dan uh gaston had a rest on my bow just the old uh little two-finger prong rest from probably 1984 the first thing out of his mouth is he goes, that rests older than you. No, no back bar shooting a $40 thumb button with a, like maybe, maybe a two power lens, no clarifier showed up and shot the first ASA with my sight tape written on a sticky note. I have my 20, 30 and 40 on it. And I just fudge the numbers for 25 and 35. And he goes, what if it's 27? I go, well, you fudge it halfway twice. And he just, he, he thought it was a cut tape. He thought, oh, he goes, are you really that much uphill and downhill? You got to, you don't need to cut tape. And I said, those are my marks. And he grabbed my bow out of my hand. And he looked, he turned it over and he looked at my sight on my old, uh, old Sherlock site is what I had. And he looked at one side of it. He turned it around. He looked back at my sticky note and he was like, oh, he was being serious. <laughs> <laughs> I guess actually I can see Dan doing that. And I, I bet you the wheels were turning in his head. <laughs> He, he thought you had something there for a moment. He's he, 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 he's done pretty good between everybody taking me under their wing and said, "Okay, I'm I'm not going to allow you to do this anymore." Sure. Anymore. sure. Well, you, you know, you know, I, I I hear that sometimes too with people that 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 I really get to know. You know, we're a pretty tight and small community when it comes to the actual just tournament shooters, and mm-hmm. um, you know, I know that you hunt too, Neil, but you're I consider you one of the the tournament shooters is down here. There, there's, there's, I would say there's quite a few of us, but, but it's still kind of small. And whenever the, the guys that were ta- starting to take up under their wings, I've had two or three of them say, you know, why are you, you know, I'm going to be on a line. Why are you telling me this or showing me how to do this or do that? And I tell them, you know, I want you to be able to shoot the best that you can because you still got to stand on the line next to me and shoot. So, you know, um, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a wealth of knowledge, but I do know, you know, a few things about a few things and more than happy to any of you, anybody listen to this, anybody that's out there, man, don't ever hesitate to ask anything because I was shown that whenever I got to know some of these guys and I'm just giving back that, that part of it. But in all reality, you still got to shoot next to me. So <laughs> that, that, that is the best part of, of hanging out down there at, at Oki land is that you see guys that just want to come hang out and, you'll see them go shoot their first 3D tournament or you'll see them shoot their first Vegas. And it's like, mm-hmm. you see them making leaps and bounds of progress inside. I mean, it might be, a, it might be a couple weeks. It might be a couple months and they're up there in the, you know, go from shooting a 270 on a Vegas face to shooting a, a 292, which, you know, not a lot of people are bragging about shooting a 292, but if it's your first year and your last hunting, but you know, your first bow was a hunting bow and you're on your, your very first target bow. Well, you just slap 25 points on your average. Like that's crazy. You know, just seeing, seeing those, those very quick turnarounds, the guys that get into it, it's like, Hey, you can, 
anybody can do this. It's yeah. it's a sport for Chris Simmons says this is a sport for the unathletic. That's right. Well, <laughs> look at the majority of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got to we got to definitely talk about getting those indoor lanes a little wider. A little wider. There you go. But uh, but you know, um, on the tournament side of it, that uh, that people you know that that I try to to preach to some of these guys too is that you know hunters that is what fuels archery is is the hunters <clears throat> so why not take a jump into some of the tournament stuff it's just going to make you a better hunter i mean if you can be more pinpoint accurate on what you're doing it, it that's a plus for me it's a plus for the animal that you're going to try to harvest you know or whatever you're going to do so you know i that's that's kind of the way i look at it and i tell even the, the guys that come down there that just have a tournament bow they ask me anything i'm like bro come in we've got we'll have a league there's we have a bow part, bow hunter part of it. Jackpot shoots. We always, we we don't single out the bow hunters. You know, we've got open class and a bow hunter class. You know, you're not in there with the rest of us. And you got your own side. You got your own pot. You got your own belt. You got your own everything to to work towards. And um, it's just going to make you a better hunter. So yeah, there's there, there's definitely the the room for inclusion. I remember Ronnie Plummer shooting. It was he was either a a two ninety eight or a two ninety nine with short bars and no magnification. And just being blown away by it, and he shoots, you know, shoots open class or freestyle now. But I don't think he's come come nearly as close to that that two ninety eight with yeah, the bars and the and the scope. So you know, people yeah. get intimidated by the the open freestyle shooters. It's like it's it doesn't always make it easier to hit the middle. You know, you more magnification, you just get more shake. Right. Yeah. No, it, it doesn't. And I think that you know, to the people listening out there. Ronnie Plummer did that with a Bowtech tribute. I mean, that's that's yep. uh, uh, early two thousands bow. I mean, it's <laughs> thirty years old. They're yeah. 20, 20 years old, you know. So um, it's uh, uh, you know in, in, anybody can can come in and do it, and it's just like like I always say, just showing up. Yeah, and, yeah. and that's what's fun for me when I'm down there shooting or anywhere, and they come over, and it's just a simple question. Sometimes it's a dad. Sometimes it's and like. Hey, would you just look at my son? Tell me, tell me what you're seeing. What, mm-hmm. what do we need to start working on? And you know that that's going to go so far. Um, yeah. It's the questions that I don't want to sound wrong. They're afraid that if they go ask someone that's working there, they're going to get charged. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, and you know, really, I hope that the 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 people listening, I hope that there's a bunch of people that come down to the shop down to Oakland down there. Man, it don't they'll cost you anything to ask me a question. You know, and right. I will, if I if I don't if I don't know, I, I know somebody that does, and and I'll, if I don't know the answer right offhand, I will definitely find it out. So, and I think we're all that way. We were um, was working with that young lady uh, Monday when mm-hmm. she come in. We was balancing her bow and stuff, and there was something that popped up. And I don't remember what it was. And I've tur- I turned right around. I looked over at Dan. Hey, Dan, tell tell us what you're doing with this. Sure. Uh, and that's the way we all are. Hey, if we don't know, we will lack it for lack of picking up a phone and calling somebody. We will yeah. get an answer to you. Yeah, try, we know try to get the answer. That's right. Yeah. 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 So. And you know, uh, another thing for people that want to get into this, and for the the hunting side of it too, is that um, you know. People have questions about different arrows, weights, spines, you know, this, that, what's going to shoot the best, what's going to do this, what's going to do that. You know, a lot of that is just experimentation. (laughs) 
you know, I, I know that um, probably with you, with you, uh, Dave, come, coming up and, and learning a bunch of this stuff, you know, I didn't have a whole lot of people back then to, that, that I could just, just ask, just had to get out there and just try it. And that's part of the knowledge that, you know, I try to pass off to these yeah. other people, but it's just getting out there and just, just trying, trying different things. I know arrows are expensive. I know different fletchings, this, that, you know, it takes time to do it, but you're not going to know what's best out of your bow. Cause I can't shoot your bow with your arrows to make it perform like you're going to do, you know, you're not going to be able to do it out of my bow. I won't, you know, and just, just some experimentation whenever it comes, comes with that as well. So. And there's just there's nothing more satisfying than than making a change that you think is going to make a difference, and then following through and seeing it. Mm-hmm. Like when you swing your back bar out, or when you stack a bunch of one third ounce weights in between your ounces on your back bar, or just right. little, yeah. just minute things. It's it might sound goofy, or it might not you know look very conventional, but you do it. And then all of a sudden, or like buddy Moses, I had, had his peep sight way, way high. And I was like, I think your peep's high. He goes, no, it feels good. I go, well, it feels good. Cause that's how you've always done it. And I turn around and asked, you know, Chris Hammond and I think two other pro archers are standing there. I go, Chris, is that peep sight too high or too low? Oh, way high. Three inches too high. I mean, it was up there. And yeah. you get enough enough people in there that's like, hey, they you can you know you can talk somebody off just about any ledge, and get them to reevaluate something that's you know might be their form or you know somewhere Absolutely. Steve Wingo is telling somebody to take the click out of the hinge or just it just right. little tiny crack stuff the, like that. Crack the dot off a of glass. Take your dot yeah. off the glass. Shoot you know. Dave shoots with no fiber and no dot in his glass. And pounds more middle than anybody. Oh, I've got to say, I was watching him Saturday down there, and I was like, "Holy crap, Dave! What are you doing? No, you have no reticle in there, and you were just pounding. I mean, there were in in two of them targets, it was just one hole. It was the best. The, <laughs> the best thing about it is when we told him that his clarifier had an ink dot on it. So we took ink on a toothpick and put a dot on his clarifier. And because his draw link's 33 inches, nobody in the building can draw it back and see if it's true. <laughs> Y'all are awesome. <laughs> the love. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, it's just it's a way of testing unconventional methods. I mean, everybody's got you know, little mental tricks or shot process or breathing exercise or, you know, everybody's read with winning in mind or, you know, just all kinds of different stuff you can try to make yourself better. Because at the end of the day, you might be competing against everybody on the line, but you're really competing against yourself like yeah. it. I don't care where anybody else's arrows land. I'm worried about mine because those are the only ones that truly I can I can affect the 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 outcome. That's, that's, if I do if I do my job, nobody else will catch me. If they right. if they if they go out and execute, well, they're it's going to be their day. Yeah, you know that and scorecard that, you get at the you know the scorecards you get at the front of every tournament. It's mm-hmm. only your arrows that go on it. That's right. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's it. So. And, I just look at my lane, even if I'm shooting side by side with the guy that's in my, I, I mean, we're talking maybe one time I look over on his lane while he's shooting. I never look at anybody else's paper because it doesn't matter. I just look at my paper and I shoot 
People sure. will ask me questions. Hey, is that now? Well, I, I don't know. I'm not looking. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. And yeah. yeah. So I spend yeah, my it's some a, of my favorite times indoor <clears throat> when I'll be shooting with like Josh Jacobson or somebody, and I'll spend more time coaching him through the round than me. And he's beating yeah. me by four points. You know, yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. if you're listening to anything I say. But I'm like, right. all right, now find find your form, get back in it, shake that yeah. one off, don't shake your head at it. And those are those are the best times. Those are when when it really is starting to click, and, yeah. and you see people go yeah, from and, a two ninety two you know, to a ninety. Sure, that's and that's another thing with with the indoors. You know, just to. Um, uh, let everybody know is that when it all boils down to to what's going on out there, nobody cares what you're shooting. You know, nobody, everybody's out there doing, they're trying to do the best that they can do. Um, there's only going to be, you know, like in our jackpot shoots, there's only going to be three winners. <laughs> if you do everything you're supposed to do, maybe you'll get lucky and be, or I would say luck, but maybe you'll, you'll um, you know, be, be in that part of it. But, you know, if you can beat the score that you did last time, that's a win. That's what I look forward to every time. Even if it's just 300, you know, that I, I shoot a 300 round on a Vegas face, you know, I'm I'm looking at, okay, what can I improve? Because last time I shot 23X, this time it was a 25, you know. Um, you know, so I, it, it improved. And, um, you know, that's 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 another thing that I hope that people can, can look at is that, um, you know, Nobody cares what 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 you're shooting or what your score is. You know that was a, another thing we forgot to say about those jackpots is that even though they're a shoot up format, we did have lucky dog drawings. So mm-hmm. if you're not one of the top eight or three or two ninety eights and above, however they they break it down to where there's a pretty good amount of people shooting up. Last year, frequently they would draw a turn everybody else's card over and blind draw one and you're shooting, you're shooting first. So even if you shot a smoking hot two eighty seven and nine X's, you still get to be, you still get to be in the shoot off. So there's always that like opportunity for some of those up and coming people um, or old washed up guys, whichever, whichever one, whichever one you are. Um, There's always that chance that you might end up on the line and get to kind of test your nerves and, you know, sit, feel, feel the pressure. It's like, Oh man, don't miss. We're not playing. Don't miss. (laughs) Now we're playing. Don't miss. I'm old, old, dude. I can't take that heart beating that fast. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to, we we need to, what's the, what are those, what are those medical devices called on the wall in the, in the glasses, the the paddles with the electric, what what are those called and how do we get one? Yeah, if, if the wife was here, I'd have her, my medical advisor, tell me. There you go. <laughs> we need, we might need to get one of those because I got drawn about two or three times on that lucky dog, and all, all I was thinking is, I hope they can't tell my legs are shaking as much as my arms. It's the man that I mean, I've, I've been, I've been in in the shoot downs down there a bunch, and it's real, man. That that nerves don't matter if it's your buddies or what it is. There's something on the line. The nerves are there, and it it, mm-hmm. it sucks. Yeah, it, it sucks. Does. You just got to work through it. Oh, it's yeah. it's fun. It's like yeah. it's like I tell people that they don't understand it. They've never been in that situation. I say, imagine you're riding a motorcycle down an empty highway, and you're doing it, and you're doing a wheelie, and then you look down, and you're not wearing any pants, and it's like three in the morning. You're just flying ninety miles an hour on one wheel. It's it, there's just there's nothing like it. 
other than, I mean, I guess you could go jump out of a perfectly good airplane or something, but that's not going to happen anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. guys, we've been rolling along here a long time. We probably are to probably are sure. to get off this thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, Chris, thanks for coming. Why don't you, if well, you spout out any of your sponsors? Tell us your sponsors. Uh, sure, sure. I will. First of all, I want to thank you guys. I appreciate it very much. Uh, it's been been fun. Uh, you, I mean, we, we, we get to talk all the time, so it's uh, this is this is really special to me. It is a lot of fun. Um, my sponsors that um, I want I want to shout out is uh, obviously Oakie Lane Bow Hunters. Yeah, he's one of my biggest my biggest uh, sponsors. Um, want to uh, shout out to uh, Wickstick Stabilizers, um, Victory um, Art Victory Arrows, um, A3 Bow Strings, um, Beast Mode Bow Hunting, War Torn Archery. Um, Let's see. I think that that's it that I have. And your social media. Your social media. I love your when you're coming back from a tournament or going to a tournament, mm-hmm. you do a little live thing there and you kind of always hit it real quick. So tell everybody yeah. where they can follow you on social media. On um, social media, you can you can follow me at uh, Chris Sanders Competitive Archer. And um, that is all that's all my archery stuff. Um, I'm kind of more private on my uh on my personal page so um you know if you if you try to get a request if you send a request and i don't and i don't uh fulfill it I, I, i'm sorry unless i really really know yet so <laughs> but yeah chris sanders competitive archer on uh on facebook is where most of my archery stuff is and there's there's stuff going back from like whenever i first started shooting for wick stick and to win a jersey i had to shoot 40 yards in shoot into the middle of a CD without breaking it. And the day I did it, it was a 25 mile an hour gust outside and ended up doing <laughs> it. So, so it was, uh, yeah, I mean, what, it was all, what CD there. were you shooting at? Actually, it was a, it was a, <laughs> it was a windows install. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't the Eagles greatest hits. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. Well, everybody come. I'll say everybody come out and shoot some indoor with us. We're going to be shooting leagues. We're going to be shooting jackpots. All of your local shops are going to have a revolving door tournaments. Um, be some of them three spots, some of them five spots. So when you're not out killing big deer, come kill some paper. Weeknights, weekends, doesn't matter. Bring your wife, bring your kids. If they don't shoot, get them a bow. Go buy it from Okie Land. Anything else? Uh, get them, just get them shooting. You know, it's a lot easier to come to tournaments when you know you got the kids. And we had so many of those jackpot nights and league nights down there where we almost ran out of ten yard targets. I mean, I think there's three or four of them that that move, and we'd fill them up when have four kids on a bale and have twelve kids down there shooting, pretty regular. So th- those are the kind of problems that we want to run into. Um, just if you're not in a tree stand, come hang out. Yeah, and follow us on uh, Oakie Land Bow Hunters on Facebook and Instagram as well. All everything that we do is, is posted on there. Cool, fellas, I appreciate your time. Um, I didn't know if you caught this, but about ten minutes ago, my lights dimmed and stuff. I thought I bought we was fixing to lose transmission. The electric <laughs> flashed again because that's the reason I'm at home is the warehouse shut down. We I lost see. electric over there. Yeah. <laughs> so right. anyway, fellas, good chat with y'all tonight. Get a good night's sleep. All right. See you. Be good.